Hebrews chapter number 13 this morning. We'll see what we can learn out of here. Hebrews chapter number 13. And uh, man, thank God for grace this morning. Amen. We don't deserve the grace of God, but I sure am thankful for it today. Amen. Hebrews 13, I'll read just three or four verses here to you this morning. Then we'll get into the uh, Word of the Lord again. If you're going on the couple's retreat, make sure you meet with us as soon as service is over. And um, uh, we'll run over a couple of things real quick. Looking forward to a good, good time on it. And again, if you're interested in going, um, if you'll meet with us, we can probably get that worked out. Amen. Hebrews chapter number 13. And I'm really not going to take a lot of time to, to, to lay an introduction into the Scripture and everything this morning like I normally do. Um, for the sake of time, I'm just going to jump right into the Scripture today. And uh, I was studying this week. I taught on Tuesday night. Um, um, there in Bible college we've been going through the life of Gideon and um, I hauled out of Judges chapter number 8 verse number 4 on faint yet pursuing and uh, uh, man I'm telling you I enjoyed teaching on that and uh, there is times that we get weary in this battle there's times that um, we feel like throwing in the towel and quitting but um, Gideon was there he was faint yet still pursuing in other words he didn't quit he he continued to pursue. Amen. And uh, you know, a lot of times today when we get faint, we quit pursuing uh, and and we quit. But Gideon didn't do that. And uh, in studying that this past week, on Tuesday, I sent a bunch of different preachers um, different things or a different question. I, here, here was the main gist of it. I said, when you are faint, what keeps you pursuing? Uh, and different ones sent different things. And um, one said uh, this right here, and, and what I'm actually going to preach to you this morning, he said, here's something that I think about. And he said, I just jotted it down. And I replied back to him, well, I'll just go ahead and tell you I'm going to preach that. And uh, he said, well, good. He said, I might preach it too. And I said, well, we'll both preach it and uh, we'll just both claim it. Amen. But truly really just right down through the verses this morning on the presence of God. And um, can I just say this uh, to you this morning? His presence is real today. Amen. No, it's not a, a, a tangible presence that we can actually touch. But um, if you know what the presence of God is, uh, I believe you would say it this way. It's as good uh, as a tangible body. Amen. It's as good as being able to reach out and touch it. Amen. I know what the presence of God, I know what it's like to be in the very presence of God and in the glory of God and there's nothing that compares to the presence of God. Look with me in Hebrews chapter 13. Let's stand in honor and reverence to the reading of God's Word. I want to read three or four verses to you and again, I'll probably not be long at all this morning, but let's see what the Bible said in verse number Five. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. For uh, it goes on to say in verse 6, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow. 
Considering the end of their conversation, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us this morning. God, you know the need of this service, and I pray, God, that thy divine will would be done. God, I come to magnify you this morning, God, and to lift up high the bloodstained banner. And I pray, God, that you'd help us do that today. God, I pray, Lord, that your will away would be done. I pray, God, that if they'd be one here lost, God, that you'd save them. I pray, God, if they'd be one here out of thy divine will, Lord, that you'd bring them back close to you again today. God, I sure am grateful, Lord, that we have your presence with us today. Help us, oh God, to magnify thee, and we'll give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. You can be seated this morning. Again, I want to look into these verses uh, for just a little while today and preach on the presence uh, of God. The presence uh, of God. Now, I'll say it again. I know I've already said it, but uh, there is nothing like uh, the presence of God. Uh, there's nothing that can compare uh, uh, to the presence of God. If you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. And if you don't, man, I'm sorry that you're missing out on it. I, I, I'm reminded of what Brother Taylor said and I've used it many times since then. Here's what he said as he's preaching. It's a wonderful life. Don't miss out on it. I don't know if anybody else heard him say that, but numerous times he'd say, it's a wonderful life. Don't miss out on it. Let me tell you the reason that it is a wonderful life today. It's because the abiding presence of a holy God. It's because we have his presence. Before I got saved, uh, of the Holy Spirit began to convict me. And after I got saved, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit took up a boat uh, uh, deep down inside my life. He became in me. Uh, and because of that, I now uh, have the presence of God uh, everywhere I go. We can quench His presence, uh, uh, but His presence is still there. The presence. God, let me show you four things this morning about the presence of God. Number one, I want you to see His his abiding presence. His abiding presence. Look what he said in verse number 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. His abiding presence. Know what he said. He said be content with such things as you have. Here's the reason we can be content with such things as we have. For he hath said, Said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. The problem is this: in our society today, they're seeking, they're seeking pleasure, they're seeking happiness everywhere else, and they're not content. But when we have Him living in our life and abiding in our life, no matter the circumstance, no matter the hardship, no matter the heartbreak, there's a presence of a holy God inside of us that is a abiding in us so therefore we can be content in whatever we face. Why? Because He's there. 
Yeah, because he's there. Because he's there. Me and Ganny was talking this morning about different tragedies. And here's what Ganny said. She said, I sure would hate to go through anything like that without the Lord. Now I'm glad I don't have to go through anything without the Lord because of his abiding presence today. He abides with us today. He is with us today. Everywhere we go, he's there. Yeah, man. Everywhere we go, there is the abiding presence of the Lord. For He hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Can I just say this to you this morning? That's a divine promise from God. That's a promise from God. He didn't say, I may never leave thee nor forsake thee. But He said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He is always there. He is always there. i got two or three illustrations I could give you there, but I'm going to move on for the sake of time. You not only see His abiding presence, but look with me in verse number 6. So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. You see His abiding presence, but number two, you see His affirming presence. His affirming presence. Know what He said. So that we may boldly say. Now, I love my King James Bible. Somebody holler, Amen. And I love every word. In my King James Bible, somebody say amen. It's one thing to say something. But honey, it's quite another thing to boldly say it. Are you with me? I, I, uh, back when I used to run around and, 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 and raise the devil every once in a while, somebody say amen because you've all been there too. I, I remember Jim back when I had that old 64 El Camino, I knew how fast it'd run. Never once in a while, uh, Brother Adam, you can give me a witness right here. People would walk up and they'd say, you'll run them. And you'd go, yeah. And then every once in a while, people would walk up and go, you'd want to run them. And you'd go, bring it on. Title for title. I don't care. Let's go. Why? You was boldly saying something. Why? Because there was an affirmation inside of you that knew you was better than what they was. Come on now, somebody said, man, but Tim, you know what I'm talking about. You had them fast cars and motorcycles too. Why did you say, you said it boldly. Why? Because you had confidence. (laughs) You had confidence. Can I say it this way? What was inside that car? You had confidence in it. Can I say something today? The reason we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Here's the reason why. Uh, Because He said, I will never leave thee uh, nor forsake thee. So no matter what comes, uh, our way it may be the devil and every demon in hell. We can stand up with all affirmation and say, the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. Think about David that day. I thought about this this morning. Think about David that day. David faced Goliath that day. The giant Goliath. I mean, I've been scared. David probably, deep down inside, if you could 
have really seen probably was a little bit of fear. But you know what he said that day boldly? You come to me with a sword and with a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want me to tell you the reason David could say that? Hear me and hear me well. Because David had proved the Lord. And God had proven Himself to David. David knew what God could do if he would just relinquish his rights to God and his ability to God and let God do it through him. So he stood that day with all boldness and said, the Lord will give you to me for victory today. I will feed your flesh to the carcass of the air today. And probably flexed a little bit when he said it. Red hair. Very, very, very pale skin. Study him out. Stood there with everybody making fun of him. Said, bring it on. Y'all with me? I, it reminds me of a little video I seen. You probably seen it too. But there was this guy that was fixing to fight. It was one of them underground fights. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And, and the first guy came out. He was a military guy and he was just standing there. And this other guy comes out, man, he goes doing flips and cartwheels and dancing all around. And they ring the bell and that guy goes doing flips and the other guy's just standing back. He done a flip towards him, man. He just rabbit hooked him. Bam! Laid him out cold right there on the ground. And you know why? Because he was bold. He had all confidence. There's times the devil comes after us. But we can say with all boldness, the Lord is my helper. Why can we say the Lord is my helper? Because He shall never lead thee nor forsake thee. It's amazing how the Bible goes line by line. Uh, precept by precept. You'll just read it that way. The reason we can say... He said, so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper. And I shall not fear what men shall do unto me. That word helper right there, I got to studying it out. And in the Greek, here's what it means when you study it out. I run to you. Now listen. Listen. The Lord is my help. The context is God. Are you with me? The subject is God. That is, that we may be able to say the Lord is our helper. That is not saying that word helper. That subject is not us. It's not pointing back to us. It's pointing back to God. And it is not saying that I can run to God. What it is saying is that God runs to me. I run to you. That's God saying, I'm running to you. There's a picture of it in the Bible. You dealt with it this morning. When the prodigal son come home, what did the father do? He ran to meet him. Why? Because he was his helper. <laughs> oh yeah. It's the, it's the affirming of his presence. It's the abiding of his presence. But then I want you to see this number three. 
Man, I'm telling you, I got a lot I want to preach. I'm really just skimping, skimming the highlights of this. Look in verse number six. Verse number seven. Remember them which have the rule over you. Now, a lot of people stop right there in that verse. And they say that you're supposed to remember those that have authority over you dealing with law enforcement and things of that nature. There's other Scripture in the Bible that deals with that, but that is not the context of this Scripture. Look what He said. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the Word of God, whose faith follow considering the end of their conversation. I want you to see this. You see His abiding presence, His affirming presence. But I want you to see this, number three. His assisting presence. His assisting presence. So preacher, what are you saying? Here's what I'm saying. Can I illustrate it this way? I don't know about anybody else in this room this morning, but I sure am glad along this way God's given me some people to lead me in the right direction. There's been some older men of God that's decided to take me underneath their wing. Not just my daddy, but some other men of God that's decided to take me underneath their wing and and help me along this way. You know what that is? That's assistance from the Holy God. And here's what he says. You need to remember those people. You need to remember those people who have the rule over you. Here's what he's dealing with. Look what he says. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the Word of God. They didn't speak the law to you. That's not dealing with law enforcement. I'm not not being ugly and crude. Y'all know I love law enforcement. I do a law with them. But I've never had a state trooper walk up to my window when he clocked me at a high rate of speed and say, uh, Brother Barker, good to see you today. We sure love you. God's been good to us, hasn't He? Uh, now listen to what the Bible says today. No, no, no. 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 You say, what did they say? Some of them you just really, I can't say it in here. Let <laughs> I me mean, just put it that way. It was that bad. I just can't really talk about it in here. Matter of fact, now that I'm saved and right with God, I just can't talk about it, period. Thank God it's under the blood. Somebody holler amen right there. Yeah, come on. Help me right there. It's under the blood. Hallelujah. We'll just leave it there. Ain't that right, Brother Matt? He had a, he had a great encounter on my brother-in-law one time. He did Hey, old Jeffrey Wade didn't say, Brother Matt, Jesus loves you, did he? He said, no, come sit down in my car and let's take a ride. <laughs> anyway... You say the deacon, praise God, it's under the blood. (laughs) Look what he's saying. He's saying, remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the Word of God. You want me to give it to you? You want me to give it? Stay with me. It's the preacher. It's the preacher. That's who it is. That's who speaks the Word of God unto you. Look what he said. Now, boy, now this next statement, mm, what he says, who have spoken unto you the Word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. You know what he said? 
He said, that man that speaks the Word of God under you should have a faith that you can follow. Now you don't talk about some big shoes, old Mater Jenkins. You know what he's saying? He's saying that we stand up and tell the church to follow our faith. Y'all can holler amen because I'm preaching to me, okay? I'm not preaching to y'all, I'm preaching to me. That's what he says. You say, preacher, how do you see that as an assisting presence? God gave you somebody to love you and to lead you and to labor with you. That's what He gave them to you for. And that is the assisting presence of the Lord. Can I just say this? Can I just say, I can't be there for you if I don't know you're in the storm. So don't badmouth the preacher for not coming by when he don't even know. I mean, look up in here. I don't have... I guess I do have a direct line with the hospital. But there's this thing called HIPAA. Okay? And if they break it and tell me, they know I'm probably going to post it on Facebook. No, I'm just speaking. I just don't know. And God, I hope you'll get this, has given us someone to assist us because there is times when it's hard for us to boldly say the Lord is our help. Why? Because of the storm. Why? Because we wonder, God, where are you really at? So that's when the assisting presence comes in and says, we can say the Lord is our helper. God did say, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Oh, yeah. Think about this. Well, I'm just going to skip it. Let's look at number four. We'll go home. Some of you will. Number four. I'm telling you, verse number seven is great. It really is. I sure am thankful, Miss Christie, along this road. God has given me some people that I can look up to, that I can call, that I can say, hey, listen. I just need to unload a minute. I can't call you and give you all my problems. You say, why? Because it may be consisting of someone in the church. <laughs> Boy, that went over like a lead balloon, didn't it? I sent one a message the other day and said, you ever just really wanted to tell somebody what you thought? He said, yeah, I did one time, but it didn't work out too good. <laughs> I said, okay, I think I'll just keep praying because you're not helping me. He said, no. He said, let me tell you something. And he began talking to me. And let me tell you what happened. He assisted me to the presence of a holy God. I, I'm going to say something right here, and I'm very reluctant to say it, but I'm going to say it. I know I'm not but 40 years old, and that's rather young. Somebody say, say amen. I know I'm not but 40 years old. But I want you to hear what I'm fixing to say. I believe God... Boy, it's hard to say this, but I'm going to say it. I believe God gives His man wisdom beyond his years and things he don't even have a clue about if that man of God will seek the presence of God and ask for it. You ask me something, I may not automatically give you an answer, but I will get back with you. Because if I automatically do it, it might be an answer in the flesh. 
But if I seek the face of God, I can come back to you boldly and say, here's what the Lord said. His assisting presence. Look at this. Number four. Number, verse number eight. Jesus Christ, <laughs> the same yesterday and today and forever. You know what that means? He ain't going to change. You see, His abiding presence, His affirming presence, His assisting presence. But watch this. In verse number 8, we see His anchoring presence. His anchoring presence. I, I used to fish a lot. I hadn't this year. I, I'm seriously praying about fishing more next year, though. But I, I, we used to fish a lot. And I remember as a boy growing up, we used to, we used to catfish a lot, Brother Greg. And, and whenever we'd done that, we'd go up in Catawba River, up where it comes in Lake Norman at, up above Sharon School Road, and we'd run back up in there. And they'd turn them wheels on, we'd go up in there and catch them gizzard shad. Then you bring them back down, and, and there was an old A chalet down there on the riverbank, and that's where we would anchor up at. We would anchor up right there. We'd set our rods. Josh would throw our rods out, eight or ten or twelve of them, and, and, and hope that all of them went off at the same time. And you know what? There would be times that a little rain would come through, or those wheels would turn back on, and when those wheels turned back on, the current got a whole lot stronger when those wheels was running. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's ever been up in there. But you know what? That boat never moved. You know, let me tell you the reason why? It was anchored. You see, that boat would go with the tide. It would go with, with the flow of the water. But that boat had something hooked to it that was hooked to something else that was stronger than the boat. You see, if it was just hooked to the boat, it was to no good. If it was just hooked to the rocky bottom, it was no good. You see, they had to be something that connected the boat to the rocky bottom and then it helped. <laughs> I'm about to shout on preaching. That's a pretty good subject to shout on, by the way. But Kevin, it helped the boat in place because the rope held the anchor here, held the boat here. No matter what happened, no matter how bad the storm, if that anchor was holding, the boat would stay in place. You see the anchoring presence of God. You see the wind is going to blow. Matter of fact, it's blowing pretty strong in some of y'all's lives right now. The wind is going to blow. Yes, sir. And the rain is going to come. And the thunder and the lightning and the snow and all of hell itself is going to feel like it rages against you. But Jesus Christ, I like 
the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? I like every bit of it. But I find it interesting that He uses the Son right here. The S-O-N. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forevermore. Why does He do that? Because we are wicked sinners that deserve to die and go to hell. And God could not look upon mankind in their sin. Oh, but Jesus Christ stepped in and paid the ultimate sin price. And now because of Jesus, I am anchored to Him. And He is anchored to God. And no matter what comes my way, I have the anchor presence of a holy God in my life. Oh yeah. The present of God. Come start playing softly. The presence of God. You say preacher, is it going to get rough? Let me be real honest, probably going to get rougher before it does better. But when we've got His presence, we can stand up and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. He will run to me. He will run to me. We see His abiding presence. His affirming presence. His assisting presence. But His anchoring presence this morning. I I can't speak for nobody else. But I can honestly stand and say today, that I sure am thankful for the presence of God. I sure am thankful for the presence of God. You ever heard anybody say this at a funeral? I just don't know how they do it. And somebody else chimes in. It's got to be the Lord. That's His presence abiding in our life. Oh yeah, Father, as we stand this morning with our heads bowed and our eyes closed.